Brandon Benefield, Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. What is up, everybody? It's that time of the week. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time for the SHW Podcast. This is our wrestling B-double Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner, and the lovely Diana Michelle coming at you. We are V3, and we're coming off the heels of an absolutely insane fourth annual Rumble Jack. You guys, it's been a week. How are we doing? Are we recovering? Oh, riding yet? the high. It was, it was an amazing show. So many surprises, and um, I mean, I just want to point out one little little point. How about Enzo and Zicky and their little dance off, and then Sean Lexi? <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I don't know yeah. what really... in the world did that white boy do. <laughs> Who, whoever expected Sean Legacy to do the Enzo? Uh, is it a dance? Should we do we call it a dance? I don't know. I call it I, the Enzo. A, a, a shuffle? A, a shuffle, maybe? Yeah, I'm not sure what to call it. It is specific and unique to Enzo. Right. Definitely. Well, you know, as it happened, and we'll we'll touch on all of this here once we get into it, but as it happened, I think I even said to GB. Because we had already seen a dance-off taking place with the cat and Jimmy Wang Yang. And I said, right. well, we already saw a dance-off. I'm not really sure wait, what we call this. Wait, back, back that up. I don't know if that was the dance-off of J- Jimmy. J- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you, would, you wouldn't call we, that We better get into all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not yeah. having that conversation to see what's <laughs> yeah. going on. He needs to get you, some... you, wait, wait, wait. You want a conversation with Jimmy? After the last conversation no, y'all had on this, no. I was about to say, are you sure? Somebody needs to have a conversation with Jimmy. There we go. Somebody needs to call his mama. Because yeah, because yeah, you guys yeah, might be yeah. going to a prom together. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. We're off the rails already, folks. Just less than five minutes in. Just, I tell you, you I know. think Jimmy needs dance lessons from Jazzy. I think Jazzy last year had wow, a better. Yeah. A better showing of dancing, but anyways, so let's backtrack. Let's get to the beginning. We'll, we'll recap the uh, the whole night here. Uh, we start out with Carly Bravo, an unannounced Carly Bravo uh, promo of sorts. Um, we knew that he was in the Rumble Jack. We had no idea he was going to start the show with microphone in hand. Oh. But uh, but hey, I, I wasn't mad at it because Carly Carly on the mic, Carly in the ring. Right. I'm, I'm here for it. Right um, now, granted, yeah, he has you know kind of sided with the uh the dark side lately but uh but you know y'all know we're carly fans here uh yeah we are i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie but yeah he has uh, sided up with some uh dastardly folks as of late but anyways uh what do we think him coming out throwing out the promo and then of course the guy that came out and surprised him well he he came out and dissed overkill every single member of overkill including danny what? And I guess Zicky wasn't having it. He just happened to be in the bag, decided he was going to make way. So him and little Gordo <laughs> came on out and tried to handle some business. Yeah. You know, I, I think about Carly joining um, Contra, you know, kind of like when LeBron joined the Lakers, you know, like if you were a Cleveland fan, uh, you hated it. If you're a LeBron fan, you can cheer for LeBron whether yeah. you like the Lakers or not. Yeah. Um, with that said, nobody's talked about a couple of things. For one, um, the good folks at the Georgia Wrestling History Awards, when they recapped the show, called this Carly Bravo's single greatest promo. 
which it's really hard to argue with that. He made some really compelling points in there as well, talking about why Contra was better than Overkill. And I was shocked because I had never thought of comparing the two. But then he talked about the benevolence of the leader of Contra. And most don't think of Cruel as a benevolent benevolent soul, but Cruel having uh, the kindness of John Cena to create a -a make-a-wish happen for some young lucky fan uh, was really, really kind of him to do. And I hadn't realized, I was like, Carly is indeed right. I had never thought of, I mean, maybe one benevolent act, you know, uh, before Christmas, how kind of him to do. But uh, I, I will say this. I thought it was a powerful uh, statement from Carly, which led to a match that then puts Carly in a space where he has now faced every male member of Overkill in a match post-Overkill. Pretty crazy to think about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, was it was a wild. great yeah. match. Yes, it uh, was. Vicky came out. Um, yeah. pretty much told him he talked too much. <laughs> well, yeah. So the the cool thing was we didn't know Zicky was there. The crowd didn't know Zicky was there. He right. said right away, "Hey, by the way, I'm a surprise entrant in the Rumble Jack, and I just mm-hmm. so happened to hear you talking all this garbage, and that's what prompted him to come out there. And as you said, he brought to Gordo, everybody's favorite little pup. And by the way. Diana, I was so jealous. I think even on commentary, I was yelling, hey, over here, let me hook <laughs> oh, You know, everybody was yelling to Patty, but I didn't even think to bring him to you guys. Well, uh, you know, next time, okay? I was next getting time. on the puppy loves and smooches. I know. And he fell asleep. He fell asleep. Oh, wow. In my arms. He was and snoring. Here, and here's the deal. As big of a fan as we are of Carly Bravo, this was about to be the one thing that turned me off of Carly Bravo. Okay, that he was went, a line. He went after Gordo. He went mm-hmm. after Gordo. Mm. I couldn't believe he it. He was attempting to church slam that puppy, and that was going to be it. That yeah. was going to be it. Thank God for Carly. We, we've seen some dastardly deeds in the world of wrestling. We think about Gene Snitsky going to kick a baby. Uh, and that's hey, just kind of one it wasn't of those. His, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. And I'm sure Carly would tell us it wasn't his fault that he was about to choke slam a dog. And um, I had it happened, it certainly would have been the single most deplorable act we've seen in SHW, but thankfully it was stopped. But he had him goozled. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, and I mean, had him in the air. There was nothing stopping him except for, thankfully, um, his opponent, because this would have really been a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we've talked about how Zicky's been on quite the role as he of has. late. And then, of course, joining Contra on top of that. And to everybody's surprise, I think, other than Zicky, I don't think Zicky was shocked, but Zicky got the victory here. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. kind of surprised me. And I mean, they both were already in the Rumble Jack. It wasn't like Carly's opportunity for the Rumble Jack was on the line. Um, no, so it was of them... just to make a point. Right, right, right. And, and, Zicky absolutely made that point and he got the victory there. You think that bothers Carly? Oh, oh yeah. You yeah, think it was, that's going to like disrupt a his, a little bit. his game a little bit? Or he's just going to shake it off, be like, oh, whatever, and just get back to being Carly? No, I, I think Carly really wanted to be the one guy who defeated every member of Overkill. 
And he had done that up until that point. And so that's going to always stick with him. He did not defeat all of Overkill. Now, the irony to me that he battled every member of Overkill in the one promotion where Overkill didn't get to run rampant, that's not lost on me either. Um, But I think it's significant for Carly. And so that loss is going to really stick with him for a while until he does something to avenge it. And I'm not sure what that something's going to be. Yeah. Well, uh, both of those guys did show up later in the evening in the Romo Jack, and we will get to that here in just a bit. But uh, one gentleman that had one final chance and a last chance qualifier for the Romo Jack happens to be one of Diana's... um... (laughs) You can tell by the look on her face. Those of you who are just listening and not watching the podcast, (laughs) uh, the eyes are rolling nearly in the back of her head. But uh, I'm talking about uh, the frat boy because uh, I'm not going to call him the Fred Daddy. Come on, let's be real. Uh, Bryce Cannon had one last chance, and he had an open challenge for this last chance qualifier. And the music that hit and the graphic that showed up on the screen before this gentleman hit the stage, I think had those that know, their jaws hit the floor, and ours included, yeah. because Murder One then walked out on stage the one and only SHW Green. Yeah, Blacklist Uno, Murder One, walking out into uh, into the action building in Canton, Georgia. Now, here's the thing. He had been at the action building before, mm-hmm. uh, just as a spectator, a, mm-hmm. a while back. You but must. nobody ever, and I think then it was probably trying to stir the pot and cause a little bit of trouble then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. nobody ever would have expected him to show up and actually enter and compete in an SHW ring, but that's exactly what he did. He showed up, he took Bryce Cannon up on the open challenge and uh, it didn't take long before. Uh, 30 seconds, maybe? Maybe. maybe. Just enough time to do a couple of moves and really yeah. put him in place. But Murder One uh, defeated Bryce Cannon and uh, became an entrant into the Rumble Jack. You guys, your thoughts on Murder One at SHW. Look, I said pre-show, whoever Bryce's opponent would be, I'm on their side. Mm-hmm. And for those of you, for those of you that are not watching and just <laughs> listening, that was the two-finger salute. That's right. <laughs> that the so, hierarchy uh, is known for. Yes. Poor Bryce. I mean, he his mouth got him in trouble again. Doesn't it always shock again? It always does. Not I, to mention, he threw a mic out of the ring and broke it. He did. He did. That he was did. not good. But, you know, I don't have a whole lot to say about that. It didn't last long enough to have a whole lot of comments except Murder One wiped the floor with him. So, next. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm still shocked. And when you guys go back and watch this, you will hear in my voice the complete and utter shock. And by the time I could try to gather myself to say something, the match was over. Right. Um, and, and then he had a live mic. And I'm just, I mean, like, just remember, for those who lived through the Monday Night Wars, the absolute shock that you had when Eric Bischoff showed up on Monday Night Raw. Like, nobody could believe what, this is literally akin to that. 
it's something you never thought you would see. And considering that Murder One had put together, obviously, promotions um, that rivaled SHW over the years, to see him in an SHW, it was surreal. Mm-hmm. It was really surreal. And naturally, that started now with him getting access to the Rumble Jack, raised a lot of questions mm-hmm. once we got into the Rumble Jack because he has some long standing relationships with people that were in the Rumble Jack. Where would they side? We would ultimately find out during the Rumble Jack. That's Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And most specifically, Joe Black. And, and yes. like you said, we'll, we'll get there uh, here in a little bit. But before we get to that, Let's talk about this SHW Tag Team Championship matchup where we saw All-Star Special taking on Happy Madness. And keep in mind, All-Star Special, one of the stipulations here was that they were not allowed to use their entrance music. And if any of you guys are familiar with SHW and familiar with All-Star Special, you know that one of the highlights of every show is the uh, karaoke jam session that we have whenever All-Star Special makes their way to the ring. And it's always something in the jukebox that everybody knows the words to. The whole Canton Youth Choir is singing along, having a great time. So last month when Brooklyn said, hey, by the way, you guys don't get any entrance music, we were all kind of shocked. Like, well, that's that takes away – it's almost like it takes away some of their power or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know what was going to happen. Well, there was a bit of a push on uh, the SHW fan page over the last several weeks with fans kind of coming up with ideas – of what to do and uh, they put it into play and it took them a second to kind of get going and, and get in sync a little bit uh, in sync. No pun intended for the last show. Oh no, that was Backstreet Boys, wasn't it? But anyways, mm-hmm. it was one of those. Keep bands. it up. You'll end up singing it for a week. I know, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up being uh, we will rock you the uh, queen classic mm-hmm. and uh, the fans gotten beat and gotten rhythm. Diana, of course, helping out. Diana, you made us worried at one point because as you were doing that, Happy Madness was already in the ring. And yeah. Sunny Days gave you that evil monster look that he gives. He came at me crazy and was giving me crazy eyes. And I was just like, okay, Sal, you're, you're you know, whatever. He but yeah, already, Sunny came already, after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sal's he already was, a little I was unhinged beating as the it is. To try to keep the beat because, God, mm-hmm. evil. Ooh, oh, my God. I told y'all we needed somebody to lead it. I was trying <laughs> mm-hmm. to get Cheyenne to get on the stage and, and you know, mm-hmm. kick the uh, the stage, get the bass. But, oh, poor yeah. thing. I, I, she was probably too nervous to do it. But either way, thank God for the mic. Hey, to he tried her, to take my mic. I had to run. To, to her defense, the last time she was on the stage <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. was a... Uh, yeah, two monsters came out after her, so... Right, so I could see why maybe she didn't want to get back on the stage this time. So it's all good, but the crowd did finally Fair get in, you know, get the beat going and start singing uh, "All Star Special" out to the ring, and it was a pretty cool sight. I thought. What'd you guys think? Uh, it was. I want the music next to. <laughs> <laughs> Lord help, man! We 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 did what we could. Um, yeah. I think that the the crowd did did the best we could with not knowing exactly what all was who was leading what they um they tried they, they tried they did they did it's a lot different than screaming and hollering than it is when you have to actually sing right. singing mm-hmm. makes a lot of people go into a shell they don't want to sing around other people so it's it's fine we got them to to the ring and uh victory for um the ass well there you go 
Well, not quite a victory, but a retention, a title retention <laughs> as yeah, I heard a two GB, but retained. Retained. <laughs> oh, and she completely missed it. That's the best part. Like she's like, Yeah, they won. What's the problem? I'm not there hey, yet. They kept their yeah, they kept their yeah. They kept their belts. Mm-hmm. Victory for the Whatever. Yeah. It was a um, fun you know, I, I will say this. I think this is where the challenge of leadership or lack thereof shows up, right? Like, um, I think they're yeah. obviously accustomed to, you know, all-star special leading them. And then they kind of pick up afterwards, um, you know, sing if you've along ever, instead of... right, sing along instead of lead along. Right. And uh, it just goes to prove that every background singer can't step up and be the lead singer. So um, no knock to them, but no, I think... To that point, I think that was the kind of chaos that uh, Brooklyn wanted to create, where if they did not have their leaders leading them, it'd be much Mm -hmm. more difficult to create that swell of momentum that always happens whenever we have the sing-along with All-Star Special. And so that bit of chaos really ran throughout that entire match from start to finish. Oh, yes, it it was crazy. And and as you said, it, it did fuel um, All Star Special and Huck was in a rage. Was he not? Wow. Yeah. yeah he he'd had enough. He was fed up. Mm-hmm. So so much so that and this backfired on Sal Renaro because Sal Renaro actually took Diana's table, the timekeeper's table, mm-hmm. and yeah. pulled it up next to the ring, and he had something in mind for it, but it backfired as Huck, as you said, in a rage, just took it all out. And, and GB, you say it all the time. He's angry, and you won't like him when he's angry. That's right. Uh, nope. And the, I'm sure Sal did not like him when he nope. was angry. Absolutely not. And from our vantage point, and mm. by the way, despite whatever you might feel about Sal and joining the dark side, uh, he is okay. Those Absolutely. of you that were there saw him smack his head pretty darn hard on the concrete mm-hmm. floor, so mm-hmm. much so that there was a little pool of blood when he got mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And he scared us all. And I know he was probably freaked out a bit uh, right when it happened. But mm-hmm. he got up, shook it off, showed his toughness for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, uh, we saw him after the show. He was up and about. And he was in the he crazy. Yeah. He showed up again in the Rumble Jack yeah, to our surprise. He's crazy. We, we well, didn't think... the end, of course. But mm-hmm. right, 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 right. But um, the way that ended up, whether it was a DQ or the match got stopped, it was kind of chaotic. Hard to tell exactly what happened. But what we do know is that All-Star Special got on the mic and set up a, a no-DQ match, maybe mm-hmm. for this next show or sometime in the future. We're not quite sure. But what they said they were going to do is put everybody's titles on the line. So Happy Madness with the Southern Fried Tag titles, All-Star Special with the Southern Honor Tag titles, winner take all. Take all. GB, you said it the other night. It's historic. It, it is. I don't recall uh, anything quite like this ever happening in Southern Honor before. We've had moments, uh, a rare moment where another promotion would defend its title at Southern Honor, but we have never had two promotions put both of their titles simultaneously on the line in a title unification match of sorts 
um, one team becomes the champion of both promotions. Now, I don't know when this match is going to happen, if it's going to happen in September, if it ends up happening at the uh, anniversary show. It is an anniversary show caliber match. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I, I just, I don't know what's going to happen here, but it's history. So you'll want to be at the September show if it happens there. Oh, you want to be there well, anyway, but right, yeah, this is going to be history. And here's the thing, too. Like, we have to wait until we hear official word from our booker or general manager because All-Star Special just threw it out there. We don't know if this match yeah. will be made official. Brooklyn might look at it and go, no, why would, my, why would I put my guys in a match where they put their titles? You know, so it may be one of those things where – she shoots the idea down. We're, we're not sure what's going to happen. And, and then does there need to be cooperation from Southern Fried in this particular I mean, case? Like, yeah. I, I mean, I can't imagine Southern Fried saying, sure, put our titles up on the line in Southern and, Honor's house. If they do okay, it will David Manders be in the house. And, uh, who knows? And what, and what would he be willing to do to get the Southern Honor Tag Team Championships on southern fried soil are you oh yes yeah, could you imagine a whole lot of winning and a whole lot of losing in this whole situation yeah yeah, yeah. wow so we'll we'll see if that match I, I mean i selfishly i mean i hope that match I happens yeah i want to see it mm -hmm. of course mm -hmm. we want to see it but we don't know for sure but as soon as we find out i mean you'll see it on the shw social media pages it will uh, make sure uh, we put it out there for you guys once we hear an official announcement. But uh, mm -hmm. anyways, let's uh, move on to the big old main event, which was the Rumble Jack. And fans, let me just tell you, we were not short of surprises. We were not short of uh, unexpected moments. And when this hits IWTV, do yourself a favor. You're going to want to watch it. And uh, I mean, and if and you were there, you're gonna watch it again, right? You'll want to watch it again for sure. I mean, I definitely want to go back and watch it for sure. And you'll definitely hear it in our voices <laughs> some of the surprises, how shocked we were. So mm -hmm. you can only imagine how shocked some of the wrestlers in the ring were when certain people were showing up. I mean, you had the real one of all people. Okay. I mean, we touched on it at the beginning of the show, uh, Enzo showing up and having a dance off or a shuffle off whatever you call the little Aww. move he does with uh with zicky dice of all people which and were those two ever cut out of the same cloth like no kidding. Boy. sheesh no Boy. kidding and I you mean, said it uh, the other night of the real one in his gimmick and uh enzo definitely has some outlandishness in his and mm -hmm. them together that was very entertaining. We could have done a whole match with just them two. It would have been great. <laughs> it would have been just, mm -hmm. just great. But, um, yeah, that was definitely added. Added a surprise and excitement in the whole Rumble Jack. Mm -hmm. You had uh, uh, Immortal Tattoos sponsoring uh, a guest, uh, Ernest the Cat Miller, WCW legend, three-time world karate champion. Mm -hmm. And then you also had the, the Diamond Sheik bringing out a, his special client, who was the Ayatollah? I, I would say this. I, I don't know that anybody in Southern Honor really understood the depth of the pockets of the Diamond Sheik. I mean, he told us last month that he was bringing an international superstar, and he literally did bring an international movie superstar in the Ayatollah. And if you follow the Diamond Sheik, you also know how deep his pockets run. This week, he has made Ooh. all sorts of wrestling news um, being in the house of Rick Ross um, and potentially getting him into the business. And so 
the Diamond Sheik showing up the way he did in Southern Honor really did something that I don't know that any of us are really prepared for. I think he unleashed something uh, that could have been Pandora's box with his pockets that deep. Who else could he potentially bring to Southern Honor in the future? Who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm here. here for it too. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to whatever comes down the line. But uh, it was cool to see him there. And then we had some other surprises, just some old faces we hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah, we talked about Sean Legacy earlier, uh, AC Mac. Made an AC. appearance. You Number had a uh, world champion. Yeah. Had, yeah, that's right. The IWTV world champ. Then you had Austin Towers, last year's Rumblejack winner, making right. an appearance. I of course, seen him in a minute. if you didn't, if you didn't hear or didn't see the pictures, by the way, PR SIG photos, uh, posted the photos earlier this week on SHW's Facebook page. So if you want to check those out and, um, but yeah, you saw, remember what happened with Cyrus and the spike to the eye from Judas? Oh, well, uh, something similar happened to Austin Towers when Judas confronted him after being eliminated. Uh, both of them were eliminated. And then Judas went and grabbed your microphone, Diana, and said, now Austin Towers is eliminated. And I don't know mm. if he meant like for good mm. or just from the match, mm. but mm. I don't know. It Over was the wild. top rope was not enough for him. He definitely no. wanted to, to put him out. That He's was, just trying to make a statement on anybody. I well, mean, not just anybody, but any big man. He well, is he going went, after the big of, men. But Adam Priest. Well, that too. You're right. You're right. I, I mean, okay, look, Adam, Adam Priest is a big guy. Well, uh, he, he is a big guy. Adam right Priest the Stallion. That's right. <laughs> Adam Priest the Stallion, who, just yeah, he, he, he's got clout. He's yes, also got he some baddies. He he's does. got some baddies. He's but got you know the what? baddies. Yeah, but Just that's... look it up. Look it up. He folks. does that's have a... some baddies. That's in a different universe. That's in a different <laughs> universe. But you can look it up and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> it was one of my favorite he's things. He's the from envy the... of a lot of people right now. That was this past awesome. week. Uh, anyways, okay. I meant we missed him at the Rumble Jack. He wasn't there. He was. Uh, no. Well, he I was. Think he might have been his baddies. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, he had that as well. But, uh, um, anyways, moving on. <laughs> Sorry, it was such a great thing that happened <laughs> over the weekend. Um, that's why but, you gotta uh, hang with us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, moving on to the Rumble Jack again. Just so many great surprises. Yeah. Um. Well, well let's see. Well, Gunnar Miller, of course, started at number, number one. one. Owen started at number two, and both of those guys. As you've heard by now, Gunner went the distance and actually won the whole thing. Owen had a great showing, uh, lasting yeah. almost an hour. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Jimmy Wang Yang, Jazzy Yang were there. Mm -hmm. They put on a great show. A little bit better showing this year than last year. They lasted mm -hmm. a little bit longer. Jordan showed up. Danny J. So here's one of those things about the Rumble Jack. It's no. a, the the Rumble Jack is a no disqualification match. So that means anything goes. If you're somebody like the Killbilly, you can bring in a barbed wire door. You can bring in skewers. You can bring in all kinds of stuff. It's no DQ, which also means anybody that's not in the match can come into the ring and eliminate somebody else as long as they go over the ropes, the top rope, both feet hit the floor, and that's what happened to Jazzy Yang. Mm -hmm. Danny Jordan surprised everybody. Not official, not an official entrant, but right. she jumped in the ring. Threw Jazzy over the top. Jazzy got eliminated. And then they continued to brawl all around ringside and all the way to the back. So who in the world knows what that means? 
But we haven't seen Danny in forever. You know, she'd been out with I that injured wrist. I hope the main Danny's back. I hope she's getting back in the ring. I, I do too, because she's been out with that injured wrist, and and yeah. uh, after that accident, she was in a, a several months back, and so I'm hoping she's back. And could we see a little bit of a, a something going on between her and Jazzy Yang? I'm here for it. I hope so. Yeah, totally. But uh, totally yeah. here. So yeah. what about when uh, Prater decided to turn? I was going to just kind of blow past that because like what no, in the world no, was he thinking? That has to be, that has to be, that has to be talked about. And then, and then he went right back to ref. Like GB was right. like, you just took one of the craziest looking bumps getting out, getting thrown out of the ring. Mm-hmm. And we thought he was done for. We thought the medics were going to come out and take him to the back. Mm-hmm. Instead, he just kind of well, slinks his way back. Enter yourself into the rumble jack and attack Gunner. Of right. all the people. I mean. Now, maybe the thought process might have been, hey, this was the first guy in the match. Maybe he's the most tired, but it's still Gunnar Miller. Gunnar. Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah. And uh. and the shock that all the wrestlers had when Prater showed up. They were just yeah. kind of like, wait, how, how, are you serious well, right now? Well, they were for who was next, and then he was like right, right there in the ring already. Yeah. Anyways, we still had that worked out not well. Crazy hey, by the moment. by the way, a new uh, a new guy that I was unfamiliar with, although I, I he's got a great first name, uh, was uh, Brandon uh, Canyon, who a masked luchador yeah. wrestler or something. I don't know. I, he didn't last very long, but I wouldn't. We didn't we didn't have much information on him. Um, he was yeah. a mystery entrant. Um, he had a familiar look to him. Did. Well, and... GB said maybe he's a cousin or a brother of of well Diana's. Least yeah, favorite. I mean because he, he was he, wearing the trunks. It looked he was like representing a... him, which I just thought like, wow, that's there's some no way. There's no way in the world that there are two that look like that. Two two <laughs> different people that wait, look wait, like wait. that. So well, are you telling me that you no think? Way. That you think that that might have been Bryce Cannon in a mask? I do. Well, look, really? I can smell. I noticed that stench anywhere. That was definitely Bryce Cannon. Well, I mean, let, like let's be, let's be fair. It is possible to have a, a twin, to have relatives that look like you. I mean, in another universe, you know, uh, there's a guy who played guitar and he was a musician who disappeared, but his younger brother has shown up and has been tormenting a whole nother universe. Um, we've not seen the two of them in the same place at the same time, but they do bear some resemblance. So I think, I mean, years ago, there was this cowboy guy named the Midnight Rider who just, you know, he looked like he could have had a dream, a dream to be an American. I don't know, um, but these things happen. Yeah, well, you also haven't seen me and Wonder Woman in the same room either. Does that mean exactly? No, we are the same. I knew it. I knew we it. We are the same. Oh, I knew you it. You see how that works? Oh. I will say though, back to, to Diana's point from earlier. Could you imagine if there were two of them? Oh, don't oh. make me lose my composure right one, now. One that. is plenty. One, <laughs> one is, is too much. What are you talking about? Too much. You're right. Yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. A lot. Well, let's Maybe move on. Lot. So we talked about uh, Gunnar Miller going the distance. So let's get get there. Uh, it ends up the last two in the ring. Gunnar Miller, Joe Black. We have seen that happen before. This mm-hmm. time, the rest of the locker room empties back out, becomes Lumberjacks. Mm-hmm. We have ourselves a little Lumberjack match. And Gunnar Miller. 
pulls it off from the number one spot, goes the distance, and wins the 2022 Rumble Jack. Ken's juggling. And we're thinking. Who is fresh. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And we're thinking Connor perhaps gets his title shot maybe at the September show, perhaps at the anniversary in October. No, of course not. What should be a moment of celebration, of course, gets interrupted, gets ruined by our booker, Brooklyn, comes out with the mic and says, hey, congratulations. But nobody said you had to have the match later on. In fact, we're going to have it right now. Here comes Cruel, the SHW champ, and a worn out, a beaten down Gunner Miller, who just went 60 minutes in the Rumble Jack from the number one spot, has to have his title shot right then and there. And I'll be honest, for a couple minutes there, I thought we were going to have a new champ because oh, was yeah. it three in a row that he hit yes. the Spears? Spears, yeah. And then he had him in the jackknife. He, didn't he struggled to get the jackhammer initially, jackhammer. and mm-hmm. and I thought, man, he's just too worn out. He can't do it. And then he got him up. Right. And I thought, oh my lord, he's going to do this. Mm-hmm. Hit him with the jackhammer, and somehow, some way, I mean, Cruel was so fresh. He just got yeah. out yeah. there. Gunner was so beaten down, probably couldn't get enough on the pin. Mm-hmm. But man, Cruel kicked out. Next thing you know, Scorched Earth, Cruel retains mm. the title. What mm. should have been a night of celebration, celebrating Gunner winning the Rumble Jack, ends once again for what, like the third month in a row where mm-hmm. Contra is standing tall to close out the show? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Guys, what in the world? What are we going to do? We're going to ride the storm to the end, I guess. Something's got to give. We did not hear from Gary. We did not hear from Gary, which which was shocking because he always has something to say. So I'm really looking forward to next month to see what boss man's got coming. He's got, he's got to have some kind of thoughts. And that was his guy. Yeah. I, I, I'm realizing as we're talking about this, that part of the problem that maybe some of the folks in SHW are having is they are attacking this problem the wrong way. Mm-hmm. They keep throwing might at the problem. So you throw Owen, you throw the mighty Gunner Miller. No, 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 no. The reason why things have ended up the way they have since Brooklyn has been in power is you don't need to outmuscle her. You need to outsmart her. Mm-hmm. And whoever can come up with the smartest plan will be the way, will be the one that can get past her. The problem is nobody can outsmart her right now because she's three and four steps ahead. So while Gunner was trying to figure out how do I last 60 minutes, he did that. He did not factor in how do I potentially fight Cruel the same night. Right. And that's because she did what no one else has done in the history of SHW. She scheduled the title match for the same night as the Rumble Jack being one, it's never been done. Somebody's going to have to figure out how do I outsmart Brooklyn? And until they figure this out, we're going to be living in the land of Southern dishonor. Well, we saw the uh, release of the poster earlier this week for SHW 43, which is being dubbed Southern Honor Wrestling Presents Dishonor, as mm-hmm. you just said, GB. And so, and if you saw the poster, if you haven't, go ahead and take a look. It's on uh, SHW social media. But it, of course, prominently features all of the members of Contra 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and in big letters there, dishonor. Mm-hmm. It'll be September 9th, by the way, the second Friday of yes. September. Right. So don't forget about that. But uh, you're not going to want to miss it. We don't have a mm-hmm. whole lot uh, of announcements yet for the for the show. Uh, so stay tuned to our podcast here as we'll announce things as they happen. Of course, stay tuned to SHW social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be making announcements there as well. But like I said, go back, check IWTV. You're going to want to watch the fourth annual Rumble Jack for yourself mm-hmm. because it was quite a wild show as as we knew it would be. And uh, a lot of surprises. And keep your eye on our, on our podcast page, like you said, and Southern Honors page because there's always clips. Oh, man, I can't wait to see the clips that come out. Yes. And, man. And our buddy Marcel, our buddy Marcel was there again uh, yes. doing the yes. crazy camera work. So he yes. may be he he likes to post a lot of his stuff on Instagram, and yes. he shares them on the Southern Honor Instagram as well. So if you're not on Instagram, or if you are, go ahead and follow at Southern Honor Wrestling mm-hmm. or at SHW Pod, and uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. So stay tuned. Check out those clips. Check out the full show on IWTV. And uh, yeah, check us out again next Friday as we'll be back for more of the SHW podcast. But until then, this has been SHW. This is our wrestling. Nice. Yeah. <laughs>